with the best advice, guest interviews, and up-to-the-moment information to help you succeed. This is Anita Hales with Breaking the Income Fix. In today's podcast, I'm speaking with Renee Schofield, who has taken her brick-and-mortar business from $24,000 in revenue to $2 million revenue by using coaching. And Renee has quite a story to tell. Here she is. Well, in 2006, uh, I was awarded one of the Make Mine a Million Awards. Um, And that was through a combination of FedEx and American Express and uh, an organization called Count Me In. And the purpose of Count Me In was to drive women business owners to have a million dollars in revenue in a fairly short amount of time. And so they had contests all across the nation. And part of the package uh, that was included when you won one of those awards, and when I I won in 2006 in New York and uh, competed with about 40 other women, and they chose 20 of us. So um, long story short, in that package was six months of free coaching. So I'm like, okay, so this was October of 2006, My mom had died in June, so I was still in that grief space, and I come back home, and this coach calls me on the phone, and he he says, I own this coaching company. I've gifted this six months. So what happens is you interview three coaches, and then you pick one that you like, and if you don't like any of them, you do three more until you find somebody you click with. Um, And I was like, okay, whatever. And so I interviewed my three coaches. I chose uh, one. Her name was Marla and scheduled the call. And the whole time I'm thinking, how is this even going to work? That This person doesn't know me. They don't live in my town. They're never going to see me probably. Um, the likelihood of any interaction, you know, physical interaction is almost nil. You know, and they don't know anything about my business. They don't know anything about Alaska because I'm the only Alaska awardee still today. So, you know, that poor Marla, when she called me, uh, she, she, you know, said, here's what kind of the plan is. And if you have any questions or you want to change things up. And I still being the most coach resistant person in the world just gave her an earful you know I don't know what you think you're going to help me with you know I don't know why you think this is a positive interaction and you don't know my business and you don't know me and you don't know me personally that I'm still in this grief mode and all these things are going on I just don't see how this is going to work and she quietly quietly said well we have our work cut out for us (laughs) (laughs) yes we do um and i coached with marla for three years because once i opened up to the possibility um she changed my life up at in 2006 i had owned my company for seven years i was the workaholic you know 10 or 12 hours a day seven days a week if i wasn't here I was thinking about being here or I was on my way here, you know, and so um, and so what we focused on the first year was work life balance, you know, how to get the fun back in my life, which I thought I was having fun. But, you know, really, I was in this grief state that I wasn't really recognizing or 
embracing and addressing. You know, we all have to go through those kind of things. And so she totally, um, without telling me what to do, gently guided me into a better life for myself. And I wore her out after three years. She had to retire. So, <laughs> But I still keep in touch with her today. Um, even though we've never physically met, she still every few months will pop into my email or onto my Facebook and say, hey, I'm just checking in. How are things going? Um, and there's just something special about that. And it's your safe place to just hand everything over this employee is driving me crazy or how am I going to make the light bill or you know whatever and that person to be totally in your corner 100% of the time and so since that point in time 2006 I've never been without a coach so and I've changed coaches a couple different times right now I'm working with a strategy coach um, because I'm looking at what does the future hold for the company? What's the 10-year outlook? You know, and so throughout that course, as we've grown, I've been with, with Alicia, who's in Texas. I've been with her for about two and a half years as the strategy coach. Um, I have met her personally because she was part of the original Count Me In group um, who was doing training at some of our early on sessions. So um, I know her personally. I've seen her proven success with some of my Make Mine a Million sisters. So that's the reason I hired her. Um, several of the, the people that were awarded through Make Mine a Million went from a couple hundred thousand in revenue to four or five million in revenue fairly quickly. I wish I could say that. <laughs> I'm working on that. Um, but with Alicia, because of her business background, what I needed was some strategy development to put structure in place because uh, in 2006, I was a two-person show, right? And now we've got 12 employees and six locations and lots of different moving parts. So you got to start putting structure in place. And so with Alicia, we've built job descriptions. We've built in... Um, personality testing when we hire somebody so that we're making sure we've identified what type of person should be a phlebotomist, for instance. What personality traits do we really want to look for to fit with the culture that I've grown here? And so taking that and then picking our top candidates and then doing the personality testing, does that person really mesh with us? Has been an interesting dynamic and and changed the way we do business again but you know we really looked at 10 years out what do we want this to look like then and then started backing in the strategy to to achieve it and that's that's what my coach does for me and if something magnificent happens I'm on the phone saying look look what happened and probably aside from my husband is the she's the second person I call you know and if something really goes downhill fast, <laughs> she's the second person. I'm going, oh, my God, what do I do next? So having a coach allows me to be myself, but also helps me guide my company where I want it to go, opens up a lot of things that I might not realize are blocking me or holding me back. 
um, which is interesting by itself because you think, oh, we're doing fine, you know. And then you realize, well, you could do better if you let go of this or you trained better in that and not even realizing those things, that those dynamics going on in your head. So she unlocks a lot of hidden treasure for me. Coaching is really important to me. Um, I spend a lot of money on it. I have a lot of my employees in coaching, um, doing different trainings. We do a lot of leadership training to develop, you know, their skills. I mean, uh, management training, you know, you can buy that off the shelf and you can do a bunch of stuff. But when you grow people personally, then they'll grow professionally, organically, if you will. So um, that's how I got there. And I I don't see myself quitting (laughs) and now expanding into coaching myself, um, you know, doing some some coaching with different people. um, And I've chosen the title success coach because I don't I'm not interested really in what the issue is. I really just want to be the wind beneath your wings for somebody who just needs that safe place to help unlock the hidden treasure because we all have it and sometimes we just need a different set of eyes to come in and and guide us down the path and that's what's cool about a coach is that a coach doesn't say you should or you need to a coach says what's possible and invites you to start thinking on your own things so they stimulate your brain stimulate the and and invite you to dream and hope about what that looks like you know um Sometimes, especially in the strategy development right now, Alicia will say, well, why would you do that? When I come up with some wacky thing, you know, whatever it is. And, and she might say, well, why, why, why would you do that? And if I can explain it through, as I'm explaining it, I might realize that mm, that's not going to play out very well. Um, she, never, she never tells me that's not possible. But we play it out. We'll role play it. We'll write it on paper. We'll put it in a graph. We'll do all kinds of crazy things to just see, is that really feasible? You know, um, for me... So that's how a coach works, basically. Exactly right. Um, And I've done several different things here locally um, with different people, um, mostly folks coming out of rehab. As a mother of a recovering addict, one of the things we discovered... 11 years ago was that there's really it's really hard for people to get a restart because of stigma attachments and they're so depressed and they're scared and you know they've been through all this stuff and their brain's and still halfway in brain there. is still foggy and they still just don't they're just fearful so one of the things that I've found that I do pretty well at is working with women in particular in crisis, whether they're coming out of incarceration or rehabilitation, maybe domestic violence, maybe they grief-stricken, loss of family members or whatever, but just being able to be that safe haven and help them find the avenues to start again. Um, So I've had two or three different folks come through the door to say, I don't know what else to do. And so the ability to just say, okay, we'll start where you are, how do you think about this? What's possible? What do you want? What are the dreams you're hoping for? And I, I recently in another interview said, I'm like a human Lego block. Because <laughs> I'm not the physician or the magician. 
but I know where the resources are. So that uh, uncanny ability to say, yep, I don't know anything about telling you how to write a resume, but I know who does. So connecting those resources for people is astronomically rewarding to me, and it helps people get that restart, that change point place. And so, and that's what drove me to be a coach. Not that, you know, building businesses, which I think I'm pretty good at that too, but so it's very, I think that's just what's cool about it is the ability to work with people, um, whether it's working with my coach or me coaching someone else, um, just that great ability to help people dare to dream, one, when sometimes they don't think it's possible, and two, to just watch them take off when they when they finally hit that sweet spot and just be able to just watch them leap into their future. It doesn't get better than that. It's It just doesn't. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, how, how would someone get a hold of of a of a life coach if they wanted one? You know, there's coaches everywhere, and they're for all kinds of different things. You know, I've recently just completed a, a coaching class that um, there's 200 women in that group, and they're everything from a life coach. You know, helping you deal with how do I get through an eight hour day at home you know, adjusting corporate world to home life, to sex therapy coaches and all kinds of spectrums, leadership and development and financial and just... So really, I think um, there are coaching organizations uh, that you can Google and find tons of information about those. There's a lot of Facebook groups right now that are different coaches. There's a lot of different types of certification some coaches aren't certified at all. There's no requirement to ha- to be a certified coach. Um, so I would say be careful, you know, and pay attention. Um, I wouldn't say that having a certification is the number one thing, but I would ask about experience. Mm-hmm. You know, how long has a person been coaching? What kind of style do they use? Are they strictly email coaches? Do they teleconference? Do they hold webinars? Do they have other training that you can take? You know, different webinar things that they plug you into, whether it's themselves or other invited coaches. Um, There's just a whole host of ways to do it. But I would also say, and even though I'm embarking on this new coaching experience for me, I would also say that it doesn't have to be a coach. You know, when you are in that position where you really just need somebody to support you, find that person. It could be a clergyman or something. You know, it it could be a trusted family member. It could be in your church. It could be at your workplace, you know, wherever it is. And I think that's part of what we kind of break down in society right now is that we're all on the Internet, Right. We're all living our lives on Facebook or email or whatever. And that human interaction component is gone. It, we don't do very much of it, you know. And so finding the ability to come back to that, and I always call it the Waltonesque era, think how much we would solve if we just sat on the porch every night and, and discussed the good, bad, and ugly of the day, you know. And we just don't do that anymore. So finding that person... Um, coach or not, finding that person to interact, to share with, who will support you unconditionally, 
That's what it's about. Okay. Simple stuff. We just forget. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> we just well, you know, I didn't ask you about uh, your businesses. Uh, what What is the business that you're in? With the coaching? Or No, I mean, oh, just your, your the, business business. TSS Inc. is, um, we're a health and safety, occupational health and safety company. So we do everything from background screening to help you get your employees on board um, to leadership training for them. We do the drug and alcohol testing. We can also help if you're working in an environment where you have to have uh, lab work, lead levels and uh, spirometry testing, measuring lung measurements and different things. So we are, we are movers in the industry depending on what the client needs are. If we don't do it, we connect them with who does so that we kind of share that resource. We do some things with, you know, what's OSHA requiring of, you know, contractors? What's fall protection look like for the local building agency or whatever? So kind of just finding those sweet things. Like this month we're running a National Distracted Driving Awareness Campaign. It's National Distracted Driving Awareness Month. So um, we're really focused on, you know, how do we stop the wrecks? stop the text, stop the wreck, and uh, really doing a bunch of freebie stuff like that, you know, getting some awareness out and, and generally speaking to employers, what are, what's the company policy look like? Have you communicated that? So an education component for us is big, and so we spend a lot of time doing that. Um, we do CPR first aid training. We do behavior risk reduction which is for DUI offenders. Um, how you to do all this with 12 people. <laughs> we do. Yeah, it's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. Um, so everybody's movers and shakers and, and cross-trained, and so we kind of share the load. But I am truly, totally blessed with people that really care about other people, and part of that's the culture we've built here, and, and uh that's our job is to take care of people and you could go across the hall and ask the two women over there you know hey you're not getting paid next week (laughs) and they would say that's okay we're coming to work anyway because we take care of people you know which they are getting paid next week but (laughs) (laughs) so but um that's that's the kind of person I like to be and that's the kind of person I like to grow professionally is the ones that no matter what happens we will stand up and take care of people every day and what are the locations where you have these, your offices? Juneau, Craig, and Ketchikan, Alaska, Keokuk, Iowa, Quincy, Illinois, and Hannibal, Missouri. You're all over the place. Where, you know, everybody says, how'd you get to the Midwest? And that's because I'm from there. <laughs> and so it's a natural um, leap for me. Um, and in 2006, when they said to me, well, where would you expand to? Because that was my goal, to get legs in the lower 48 And they said, where would you go? And I said, well, probably in the middle of the United States, which happens to be my hometown. And that's, and so in 2007, we opened there. And so um, it's kind of a cool story. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being from Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn territory. And we (laughs) love it. And uh, we sponsor race cars in the Midwest. And in Alaska, we sponsor Houston Laws, who's an ultra runner. And so we just, we're involved, and we, we, we just try to give back in lots of different ways. And log and lots of air miles. Log lots of air miles. <laughs> That's my goal for 2015 is to not live in my suitcase as much as I have over the last couple of years. 
Um, and one of my goals for 2014 was to achieve location independence, to not have to be physically in my office to continue my job at 100%. And I have achieved that, which is very cool. Nice. No matter where I go, I can sit in the coffee shop in Chicago or uh, on the lanai in Hawaii and still do my job 100%. And so that's from coaching. I was like, that's my goal. And she's like, okay, well, to do that, what are the things have to happen? Well, I have to learn a little bit of technology and I have to get the right tablet to work in conjunction with all my stuff. And so that just came from coaching of here's my goal and here's what I want to do. And, and it was achieved. Cool. How cool is that? That is cool. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. That's why you have you're you're, you're not as pale as I am. I know, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Just got back from Hawaii. I, I just bet. got back from Hawaii, and yeah. um, you know, like I said, I'm super blessed because the, what I do with the company now is really the marketing and the you know some of the sales and you know forward thinking things and the crew. The crew just holds down the day-to-day. And so being in Hawaii, um, I talk to them on Thursdays when we have our tailgate call. Aside from that, they they are autonomous. They do their thing. And how fortunate am I? But it comes back to structures and processes and good planning. And I don't think I would have had that without coaching. You know, I would still be flying by the seat of my pants see how it goes and do it that way, you know, because that's how I was doing it. And then the coach said, oh, what what would that look like? How would you feel about it? And I was like, oh, yeah, we should have an SOP. We should have a job description. (laughs) (laughs) What a concept. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a wild, interesting ride. Um, And we've gone from the first year, um, first year I think we were at, $24,000, you know, in revenue, and everybody said, that's going to fail. You should quit now. That's going to fail. And uh, um, we're going to bump up close to $2 this year. Excellent. So, you know, we're able to support a lot of jobs. We circulate a lot of money in the communities that we're in, and we take care of people. And that's pretty cool. So I'm glad I didn't give up. And I'm glad I had a coach that said, mm, if that's your goal, we're going to go do it. Okay. Hold on. And we did it. Cool. Yeah. This is Anita Hales. Be sure to check out my other great podcasts on my blog at anita-hales.com.